Good morning, Unity. I like to say good, grand, glorious morning. Indeed, it is. I would like to take this moment to just give thanks to our spiritual friends and family, but also anyone who has celebrated um, graduation this weekend. It's been a busy week, and Bloomington is booming with visitors, and we're all happy to see them and have them. I've been through four graduations myself, and so Friday, Saturday has been a week of celebrating, and I'm just happy that I could also do this talk this morning. I would like to say also that given the opportunity to speak to my spiritual family is an honor. And when I asked to speak, I, I knew that we were honoring oneness and love, and so I thought about mirrors, memories, and me, which is mirac miracles embodied, honoring our oneness through Christ. And so when we think of mirrors, our first experience with mirrors is really curious, seeing beyond ourselves, but also watching babies grow into looking at themselves, being able to honor who they are. When we look in the mirror, it causes many emotions sometimes depending on our moods. But what I found is that God has taught us that we're not exactly who we think we are. Some of us think we are our work and what we do. I think I'm an expression of my gifts. I think I know what life is about, that my values are all in place, but still there is a part of me that is performing and pretending. Yet, there is a vast part of who I am that remains untapped, unexplored, and unexpressed. And yes, only God knows those part of my being that I hide from others and from myself. It is not an easy journey by any means. It is not a pleasant experience to embrace discrepancies between who I am and who I think I am and who I think God wants me to be, but also who others perceive me to be. Like Alice in Wonderland, I sometimes feel as though I'm falling down a rabbit hole. Dear, dear, how queer is everything today, she says. I'm so very tired of being all alone here, is what she says. And like the Apostle Paul, sometimes I cry out, I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Paul's words also reflect the experiences of all human beings, whether they know it or not. We all struggle with disparities between who we are and who we wish we want to be. I try every day to take care of this vessel that I'm in, my spirit, and offer kindness and generosity to myself, but also to my fellow humans. But sometimes I fail miserably with taking care of myself and miscalculate what I truly need in the form of rest. So sometimes when I look in the mirror, I still see a 25-year-old. I don't see a 55-year-old. And sometimes that gets me into trouble. Right? So mirrors, we must understand that physically, mirrors reflect light and thus reflect the world around us. 
Spiritually, light has symbolic attachment to illumination, awareness, and wisdom. Therefore, in terms of spiritual symbolism, mirrors reflect truth. They reflect what is. There is a message on this poster with the kitten and the lion, and it says, what matters most is how you see yourself. We must know and believe that we are greater than anything in front of us. To think anything less would be limiting. Limiting thinking does not help us to overcome hurdles in life or the facts, sometimes, of the truths about ourselves. For example, we all have those people that when we sit down with or they become in our realm of our being, they irritate the heck out of us, don't they? Well, those people are in your life to be your greatest teachers. They're your greatest spiritual allies that you're not even aware of. Every person in our life is here for us to both, to both be our greatest spiritual challenge as well as to be our greatest spiritual teachers. Therefore, they are divine gifts to open us up to deeper truths about ourselves, who we really are, and to challenge us to become our highest and best versions of ourselves. So the next time you see that person coming, just stop and ask yourself, how can I be curious about what I'm feeling? What is it about this person that irritates me? Because I tell you, the very thing that irritates you about this person is the very thing that you need to work on. Think about that. That's hard to swallow, isn't it? Specifically when some people you just, I can't stand them. What is it about yourself that you need to think of and to be curious about why that feeling is so strong? Remember, I see myself as God sees me perfect, whole and complete. I am made in the image of, and likeness of God. All that God is, I am. Memories. As we gaze in the mirror, if we gaze long enough, we see others in our own reflection. Sometimes when I'm shaving, I stop and I look at my eyes and I immediately see my mother's eyes. And I'm immediately thinking about stories and what she's gone through for me to be where I am. So looking in the mirror gives us a deeper connection and ways to people that we've forgotten. Sometimes when I walk past a mirror and I'm smiling and I have on a cap and I see my father and I'm shocked because I never wanted to look like my father. He's about this big and bald head and with the big grin all the time. And so I see my father and I have to stop and go, I'm my father's son. Yes, I am. And I'm thankful for that. Memories. The faculty by which the mind stores and remember information sometimes remembered from the past a recollection. Memories play an important role in many areas of philosophy. It is vital to our knowledge of the world in general and of the personal past in particular. It underwrites our identities as individuals and ties us to other people. That's an important one because when you've forgotten who you are, how do you know who you are? If you forgot whose you are, how do you know who you are? What have you forgotten who you are? That happened to me this week. 
On Wednesday evening, my, my spouse came to town. He had an opening at the venue on Saturday. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I didn't know where I was. For about a half an hour, I still didn't know. And so finally, I went back to sleep. The next morning, I got up. I didn't remember. I went to work. And I was having trouble sitting around the table in my meetings, remembering my colleagues' names. And I thought, oh my, something's not right. So I went back home that day, and Gerard said, I told him, and then he told me his story, that I got up, I didn't know where I was and what I was doing, and so we went to the ER, and all tests were ran, and everything's fine. It's called transit global amnesia. Now, who would have ever thought it lasts a day to seven days? And so I'm fine, but even when you don't remember, whose are you? Who's taking care of you? Who's guiding you? Even when your consciousness is not there, and so memories to me are really important. They are rooted in short-term consciousness, but also in long-term DNA consciousness in all forms, including spirituality. Forgetting has always been a real problem for God's people. Just read the Old Testament, for starters, right? The I Israel is warned over and over and over not to forget the covenant with the one true God. Deuteronomy speaks of this. Only take care and keep your soul diligent. Least you forget the things that your eyes have seen and least they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. And one of the things that I notice in, our days, in today's society is our children have forgotten our history, be it good, bad, or indifference. Our children do not know relatives that are important to us, and so I say we keep those memories alive, and we share as many stories with our young ones as possible. I'm the elder in my family now, and so when we have dinners at my house, I turn off Wi-Fi, so young ones will have to stay in the room and listen to the older ones, because we can give them something that they don't often understand. We can give them resilience. We can give them stories to help them understand that when things get tough, you come from a DNA that keeps going and going and going. So least we not forget, even as a church family. And I like to use this slide um, because it talks about Peter here, and um, I consider it right as long as I am in the earthly dwelling to stir up by way of reminder. And this morning in our group, we were talking about sometimes do we keep silent or do we remind people about the importance of love and care and community and what a democracy is or do we keep quiet? In other words, remember the source. Remember whose you are and what your purpose is. Each and every day I drive up and park in my space at the university. I never forget whose I am and the prayers that I walk on and the responsibility I have to leave the world a better place because of my divine calling and purpose. Remember, we're created in the image of excellence and perfection. Let us strengthen and solidify our self-esteem, our self-image, and our identity and live up to our full potential. Greatness is in our makeup. It is who we are. And next, sometimes, again, I gaze into the mirror I am reminded how blessed and how many wonderful miracles that I embody. 
both large and small, I am immediately put in a place of praise and gratitude and thankfulness for all of the wonderful manifestations of our ancestors' prayers, dreams, and thoughts that I have witnessed in my life and the lives of others. Through memory and reflection, I am able to appreciate our collective history and struggles and traumas and pain and our resilience to deal with adversities. Therefore, I'm reminded of my DNA and hopes and prayers of our families, the promise of all-knowing and all-loving divine God, which assures me that all is well and that I am loved and that I am the choice and power within, within to deal with any challenges. And so what you have here is just to remember me in this particular talk, a surprising welcome event, memories that is not explicit by nature or scientific in law, miracles. I think each and every one of us are embodied miracles. We, we're here. We beat 400,000 other little micros to be here, to feed an egg and to be here. And so every day, I think I won, and I'm here, and I have a divine appointment because I made it. But I also would like to take a moment to share with you um, words from Barbara Streisand's song. They're called Ordinary Miracles. And uh, I've sang this once, but because it's more Barbara Streisand, it's for Barbara Streisand, I'm not going to even attempt to sing it without music. And I did not have the thought to prepare to sing it with music. But let me read you some of the words to be reminded here today. Change can come on tiptoes. Love is where it starts. It resides, often hides, deep within our hearts. And just like pebbles make a mountain, raindrops make a sea, one day at a time, change begins with you and me. Ordinary miracles happen all around. Just by giving and receiving comes belonging and believing. Every sun that rises never rose before. Each new day leads the way through a different door. And we all can be quiet heroes, living quiet days, walking through the world, changing it in quiet ways. Ordinary miracles like candles in the dark. Each and every one of us lights a spark. And the walls can tumble, the mountains can move, the winds and the tides can turn. But ordinary miracles, one for every star, no lightning boat or clap of thunder, only joy and quiet wonder. Endless possibilities right before your eyes. See the way a miracle, a small one, multiplies. Now hope springs eternally, planted and it grows. Love is all that's necessary. Loving is extraordinary. Why? Because it makes ordinary miracles every day a blessed day. So, as you go about your week, remember that everything about us in our world is grace and love with purpose of making our humble reflection whole. 
especially as I accept and love myself and as you love yourself, I am reminded and encouraged to love my neighbor as myself through the act of self-generosity. I am able to offer love and generosity to the world. Eckhart Tolle says, so love is a recognition of oneness in the world of duality. This is the birth of God into the world of form. Love makes the world less worldly, less dense, more transparent to the divine dimension, the light of conscious self. <laughs>